DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision has given you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call them at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Bowler, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Ready to go? Ready for some basketball? Yes, I am. Tomorrow night, we get at it, 8 o'clock, Rockets. Let's do it. The Rockets are terrible. It feels like a warm-up game. Which, if the it team does. thinks it's a warm-up game, then they could probably screw it up. As long yeah, as they think it's a real game and they just bring it, they should be fine, because Houston's terrible. 13 straight losses, don't get fooled. That will be Quinn's uh, mantra for the next 24 hours. Until they, lose, until they lose to the Kings and it's 14 in a row. Yeah, true. He'll text the true. guys at Tonight, midnight. Yes. It's 14 yes. in a row. 14. So, yes, tomorrow uh, we get going, second half. One quick home game off the, onto the road for five, where really the Jazz just got back from, from doing that. The last game was Philadelphia, disappointing. But a lot's happened since then. Hopefully motivation uh, and just a continued path to war- towards the uh, the ultimate goal. Yeah, as I look at that Philadelphia game and what transpired and all the noise that was created after the fact, I think that's beneficial for the Jazz. Obviously, you want to win the games, but I, I think with Gobert and Mitchell doing what they say and what they said and attention being brought to it, that you know the squeaky wheel type deal that I'm expecting some more respect from the perspective of the Jazz, and it won't be as what Mitchell would say, that they were tired of it, because I sort of think it put the league on notice. I know we talked about it last week, but as I reflect upon it, since there's been no games, I actually think that was a positive in that situation, and it will benefit them over the course of the long term. You know, PK, I, I really thought a lot about it the last week. And then, of course, uh, you know, Donovan and Mitchell being the last two, uh, Donovan and Rudy, pardon me, Donovan and Mitchell, Donovan and uh, Rudy being the last two players taken in the All Star draft. Um, yeah, tough week. But at the same time, I, it's almost like I felt like Donovan and Rudy and even Mike uh, spoke for other teams in this league as well. Uh, that was just kind of my take because I've heard this from, you know, players from Sacramento. You, you know, even San Antonio, the great success they've had. They still have had, you know, comments, uh, mid mid sized markets, et cetera. The Memphis is like Conley mentioned himself. He felt it for the last twelve years when he was, a, you know, in Memphis. So it's almost like Donovan decided to rise up and make a make a statement for not just the Utah Jazz, but for the other. Uh, mid-sized markets in the NBA, which maybe it does put the league on notice, PK. It's a, that's an interesting thought. I don't know unless the officials are angered by it. Um, you know, the two-minute report comes out in every game, and you see discrepancies, of course. It's human nature. But the anger that, you know, I felt that night just as a viewer, too, um, uh, and I called that game, I thought, gosh, you know, what don't they see? But, um, you know, it I think the, Donovan has a long fuse, PK, like yourself, but sometimes it pops, right? <laughs> and so that was a particular night after four years in this league that Donovan wanted to say something. You know, it cost him 25000 but that's that's pretty much 
repentance compared to, to the to the message. You know, obviously he got he got out. Let's see what kind of motivation it does bring. If they even need a PK, I mean, look, there's doubters and there's non-believers. Now all you have to do is go out and obviously get through the second half healthy first and foremost, and you stay on course. And maybe, you know, again, a lot of players play with anger or chips on their shoulders. They find something to motivate them. If this doesn't, then I don't know what will. So, well, I would like to think that it puts the league on notice and the refereeing will be better. And I certainly agree with you, PK, or uh, Bullard, that, uh, you know, Portland, Indiana, I've read and heard quotes and heard people talk about it over the time. I I just have a hard time believing everything is going to change now. I think if there's a bigger benefit, it's that it puts the jazz players on notice. Like, well, you gotta, you gotta be up by ten. You gotta be able to weather two bad calls. You gotta be able. I can't remember who it was, but somebody this year, they were they were beating them pretty good, and it was a good thing because the team banked in a three pointer like a minute to go. It was a terrible shot, and it was so bad it went in. But it didn't matter because it took it a lead from eleven down to eight. And so if it gives them the edge, like, we can never let up. We can't yeah. take our foot off the gas because uh, the Jazz are up by 13. You know, it's kind of like, well, we better push it to 20, and then calls won't matter. Right. No, that's a great point. them on notice. Yeah, it's, it's a great point because I think one thing, too, with a three-point shot is we're all learning in this league over the last three or so years where it's really come into vogue, where all teams now have firepower, is that, 10- and 12-point leads mean means nothing, and they evaporate on. I've, hey, we've seen 12-0 runs in a matter of, you know, 45, 55 seconds. It's, it can be, you know, you can, you can make that up in just a blink of an eye. A turnover, a three. Uh, you get a steal, uh, a three. Or then you get fouled and you get to the line and one. I mean, that's how, that's how quick uh, the league can change or the game uh, momentum can change in a matter of just seconds. And, you know, maybe you're right. You know what? Keep the pedal down. That's what Quinn is saying, has said for years. And sometimes the Jazz have fallen into that. We we witnessed uh, to PK's point about you know, and your point about the, the the woes of the Rockets. But on any given night, this 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 is the NBA. There's proud players out there who get an opportunity uh, to show their skills off, and they don't like losing either, right? <laughs> I mean, the Rockets are going to win again sometime sooner than later, and that's part of this equation too is staying focused, understanding who your opponent is, and still always have that that attitude of putting teams putting teams down. And if you have to continue to play your starters uh, you know, into the fourth quarter with leads of ten or twelve to make sure that happens, then so be it. That's the way this league is. So I was hoping that the Jazz could have maybe gotten Jason Tatum, but they got Ilya Sova. So we'll have to uh have to stay with that though. Yeah. What do you think he brings? Well, you know, PK is six ten, and I, you know, I remember him well last year with the Bucks. I mean, he's a three point threat. He's thirty seven percent from uh, in his career from three. Uh, I know him. Uh, remember him as a corner three type guy, uh, which fits into the, you know, into the uh, Quinn Snyder game plan on a given night. And I think his size, uh, PK, obviously is is a piece that the Jazz are thinking ahead to have another big that can defend. Uh, or draw defenders out to him because of his three-point threat uh, and let open space for Rudy Donovan and others to do some work inside. But also it's because of the Lakers' size, right? So the Jazz have another piece in trying to battle 
that matchup that they, they may end up, let's hope they end up facing if you're going to win a, a Western Conference title. They've looked ahead to think, okay, we need size to match up in the playoffs, and I believe that's the reason why they, they found him and decided to sign him for the final 36 games of the season. Is he out of shape? Doubtful. Probably knew he'd get a call, but hasn't played since last year with the Bucks. But I've always been impressed with the way the guy's played. I mean, he's got great skill set and the size I think the Jazz need and the three-point shot. Craig Bolajak joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Uh, it's always fun to try to guess at what Quinn is thinking and what he is going to do. But I think adding Ilya Silva, and if they are going to count on him in a playoff series, he's going to need some minutes. I also right. don't think there's any point in really tinkering with a lineup that has the best record in the NBA. But I do think the team has looked sluggish, heavy-legged, all those cliches, a step slow when they've had to play the three games in four days. and they the Four and six, and they start to get worn down. So I'm expecting, especially with Conley, because they think they're going to protect you know the hamstrings. That seems to be an ongoing issue. But with some of the other players, too, and when they have these back-to-backs, give guys a night. To pick one guy and say, okay, you're out tonight. The next night, another guy, you're out tonight. And kind of rotate through it. Do you think we're going to see some of that in the second half of the season? Or, or DJ, limit you know, some of the starters' minutes, maybe, or Faves. I mean, Faves is only playing an average of about, what, 14. So that, that I don't think, is a huge impact, but it could be injury insurance. It could be minutes, as you just said. Um, you know, maybe a player does lose minutes. Is it George Niang? You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm anxious to see how, how it works out. Does he sit and, and, and wait until matchups uh, become uh, part of Quinn's uh, design. So I'm with you. Uh, it's an interesting pickup. He's 33. Okay. But, uh, you know, so is Mike Conley. Um, you know, I, I think there's something left in the tank for these guys who take care of themselves and are able to get on the floor and play, but it's an intri- intriguing signing, but I think it just is another big in case they need it, uh, going down the stretch. They play the Lakers remember twice on a, uh, well, so-called back-to-back, they stay in L.A. and play them twice in three days with that day off. So, uh, you know, again, I don't think we've seen the last of the Lakers, haven't seen the last of the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. There's a lot of Western Conference teams that Jazz play in these the second half of the season, especially after they get back off this last East Coast road trip uh, next week. So, yeah, it's an intriguing pickup, and I'm anxious like you, man, to see what the actual uh, – game plan, so to speak, is to use uh, Arizona Ilyasova. So it was a year ago in OKC when everything broke loose. How many times did you cry because you were so scared? <laughs> you know, PK, I, I tell you, that, that night, uh, which is March 11th, um, you know, is seared in my mind. It was, you know, it, it was... Uh, <clears throat> To say the least, man, it's it's going to stay with me. Uh, it, it was just the unknown, uh, watching the crew that I work with and everyone's reaction. I, I've always said this to people when I talk about that night. Uh, Quinn's leadership was outstanding. Uh, he said, we're in it together. We, we stay together. We leave together. I'll never forget that line. Like, you know, no one's no one's staying back. We're, we're all in this together. I think the strangest thing was just walking out of the door that night uh, and, and seeing the, uh, the brave folk 
uh, by the way, in Oklahoma City who 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 are going to test us, you know, dressed in hazmat gear, and you wonder what in the world is going on. And I've always said this too: it felt like a Spielberg movie. Um, <clears throat> everything was just so precise. And uh, I guess it was because I was super focused, uber focused on what was going on. But, you know, the testing part was the most bizarre because it was a little bit more archaic than what we're going through now with our testing a year later. But I keep thinking, I thought, I thought about this last night, how much has happened in one year's time, <clears throat> you know, in all parts of our society. And it's a, it's a bizarre thing to look back and see what, you know, a year, what a year brings. I'm just thankful that we've making we've taken the step ahead um, in a lot of these categories, uh, hopefully. And the vaccines, which of course are going to be people's choices, uh, I've got mine scheduled today. And I, I got to tell you a story how it happened. I just got a text a week and a half ago, and it said uh, from the university, uh, and I said, "Wow, that's weird." Um, and so I called, and they said, "Yeah, your name popped up." And we have an opening on March 11th. Is that weird? That is freaky right there, man. And I said, you're kidding me. And so we can pitch <laughs> in. Well, we put you in at 5, 5 o'clock or 5.10. I have to go look at my calendar. And I didn't think. I was kind of like, wow, man, cool. But then when I sit back, I go, man, that's one year to the day. And so I, I don't know how it happens, PK. I really don't know. But it's weird. I thought just the the coincidence on this particular situation had me a little freaked out to be totally honest sure. with you. One yeah. year to the next, exactly one year. So I don't know if you remember it this way, but I talked to somebody who was on that trip who said that, uh, one of the weirdest things aside from how long you had to sit in small rooms in the arena was getting right. on the bus and then trying to find a hotel uh-huh. That would take because there's so many unknowns, right? Does a hotel right. want to take someone who's got coronavirus when there could be other people in the group? And they drove out apparently to some hotel, and I've only been to Oklahoma City once, so I don't know the town at all, you know. And so right. wherever, somewhere, but apparently you drove out into the darkness outside of the city to some random hotel way off the beaten path. And one person told me it felt they were a little worried that it was a cross between. Uh, outbreak, the the uh, Hoffman Rene Russo movie, right? right and that right. you were going to be the people sacrificed to get the. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole conspiracy theory in that movie and Casino with um, Pesci going to the cornfield at the end to meet his right. fate, right? Yeah. And there was it was a really weird bus ride. Now is that all over dramatized or was no. it really weird? I, I'll tell you from my from my perspective on our bus was uh, it was quiet and it was around one a.m. And uh, I felt like the drive went for ever uh, longer than it actually was. Okay, so your mind, I think for me, slowed things down. Like, where, where are we going? And when are we going to get there? Because I knew we were going to some hotel, but you're right. It was out outside of uh, the city, uh, but it felt like the drive was much longer. And again, your mind starts to play tricks on you. Let's be honest, at that time of the morning and what you, you know, you've experienced. So... Uh, but we got there, and no one greeted us, and I didn't expect it. They just said, grab a key, and there were multiple keys on this one desk in the middle of the hotel lobby. And we just took a key, looked at the number on it, and went to our room, and then waited for the call the next day. That's basically how it went down. After after we uh, got the word that uh, the buses are here, let's go. 
And that's how, how it went down. There's a lot of in-betweens there with the story. But, you know, I'm still proud of the way people acted. Guys, I know it, they don't want overplay it. But, again, though, not knowing of being in that in the pool of, of this of this franchise and this team, I'm proud of how they acted, how we all got through it, and how Quinn, you know, really kind of led us, you know, uh, through this because you know it was really kind of on him, I guess, because he was there. He's on the ground, so to speak. And you got questions: where Where are we going? What are we doing? And he was pretty straight up with us. So I've always been, uh, you know, I've always had kind of a what's the word I want to use? I guess proud but also honored to know him because I, I, I saw leadership that night that uh, you rarely see in some people. And I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was really great of him to, to, to lead us that way. I'm sorry, but having watched the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair, once DJ mentioned Rene Russo, <laughs> I lost him. <laughs> you, you, you totally just uh, checked out, right, Rene Russo? Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Thomas Crown Affair. If you haven't seen it, and you're a Rene Russo fan, you've made a mistake. Yep. You need to go see that movie. Was it Pierce Brosnan in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. He was, that was 007, right? Double O. Well, he wasn't. I, I think he, that was his backside, yeah. Yeah, that was his other. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm here for levity. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys man. handle this, the pick and roll. All right, Buller. <laughs> pick and roll. On on that note, I guess we'll let you go. <laughs> Thanks for joining roll, us. Right? Enjoy yeah, the guys. end of enjoy the end of your All Star break, and it's uh, it's back to it. Let's get going, man. Second half, a lot of a lot of uh, games to play, but exciting. And um, you know, we're just gonna put our toe in the water and, and see where it takes us. But I'm hoping the Jazz, you know, again, health is number one. Uh, and, you know, again, I don't think there's going to be an issue. There shouldn't be an issue with some focus and the determination. There's an opportunity here to really make some noise in the NBA. And, you know, the critics are there. They have been. They probably always will be. But you know what? There's This this group has, has, a, has a mission, so to speak. And, uh, you know, people ask me that. But I know we're going long, but they always ask, and we've talked about it on this show a lot, is really, are they, they, are they that tight of a team? How could they not be after what they've all gone through this past year? And I think that just makes the bond and the whole story more interesting as, they, as, they, as we continue on, as they continue on, and we just go along for the ride. So, um, as I say, buckle up. Let's see where, we, where, where it takes us. It's going to be fun. Craig Boulderjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz and Rockets, Friday night, and then a Sunday afternoon game with Golden State, and then a nice, convenient cross-country flight. What a weird road trip. It's an Eastern swing that starts in Oakland. Weird. All right, when we come back, everything in this show in one compact segment. We'll get you up to speed next. Stay with us.